0: I love you. Ladies, men, and gentle folk all, sometimes, just sometimes, we like to watch new movies when they come out.
1: Sometimes we like that.
0: Yeah, it, it, we tried. It, we're trying this year because uh, a lot of it's gone to streaming. Rather than in the theaters, it was so much easier when it was just all of it was being dumped into the theaters because I had one place to go and I was like, oh, these are the new movies right here. And then occasionally I'll hear about what came out on streaming and be like, oh, I should go back and watch that. Yeah. Well, now now most of it's just coming out on streaming and I I keep falling behind because I have to check like so many different websites to figure out what's all out. And so, Mitchell's in the Machines, one of the films we're talking today, kind of went under my radar, and then Luca, the other one I knew about, but wasn't expecting to be dumped onto, onto the stream. Oh, no? No, I wasn't. And that uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're talking Luca versus Mitchell's in the Machines. Thank you for joining us here on the couch. I am the Green Traveler.
1: And I am the faceless Leon procurer of animated things. As I am Ooh. an animated thing of polymers and silicate.
0: Yes, indeed, and all such such fun stuffs.
1: And this is a podcast about movies and TV. <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fun because not only are both of these animated films and in 2021 new releases, uh, there's a lot of there's a couple of other fun similarities. They're both the directorial debut for oh, their really? respective directors uh, Luca's director is Enrico Casarosa and The Mitchells vs. The Machines it's his uh, directorial debut for feature length film Mike Rienda or Rienda, who is the uh, one of the writers in Gravity Falls which is the show a lot of people have told me I need to watch and I have yet to do
1: so Gravity Falls is good man that's... you're one of the people that's told me yeah. to watch it, definitely <laughs>
0: I think you told me so many times
1: too. I think it's only two seasons and it was that was it. That was the little bubble thing that yeah. they wanted to do. So
0: I've definitely seen tidbits of it because when his uh he has a character in his movie, The Mitchell's and the Machines. He he plays a he does the voice for a character in that and when I heard that voice I was like, Oh, I've definitely heard that before and I had to look him up and I was like, Oh, he's only done this in Gravity Falls Oh, so I wow. know I've seen something of Gravity Falls. I just haven't actually watched a full episode or anything. I've just probably seen clips. Well, he he might have done other stuff, but that was the only things that I remember, like that jumped out when I looked at his Wikipedia. But uh, I don't really have a preference on which one we talk first.
1: Well, I think we both watched Luca first. So if you want to yeah. do it in the order that we watched, I think that's pretty respectable to respect
0: that i'm totally totally down for that i forgot to i forgot to mention also that the other connecting thing between these movies is that maya rudolph is in both films <laughs> and maya she plays Aruda? the mom in both films
1: oh my yeah. god <laughs> that's hilarious i because i thought i recognized I, her voice
0: yeah I've, i only remember her for like uh i think she's in oh man
1: <laughs> she plays the mom the,
0: there's a movie that's that she's awesome. in that i've definitely seen that i, I remember her in but i can't oh, remember what she's the title in is.
1: bridesmaids uh she's in she's in a lot of different things uh i'm looking at her imdb right now
0: i'm not sure what i remember maya rudolph from then because i don't i don't know if i've actually seen bridesmaids
1: uh well i mean she voice acts in a lot of shit she's in big Hero six uh oh that's the series uh <laughs> but
0: the, I, but the thing is when I when I see her photo I I, you know, I can picture her clearly what she looks like and like I know I've seen her in something I just can't think of what it is.
1: Oh I'm sure you have because she she's literally been just just about in everything uh, she's plays uh, the judge in the good place, which is one of my favorite shows I know you haven't seen that I, but I haven't I think watched she, it no She used to be on SNL. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think I feel like I feel like that might just be where it's from. Is just, but I've seen so little of SNL, but I'm sure that's where it's where it's from. Is the, well, the small amount of skits I've seen. She, she
1: does when they have Kamala Harris. She plays Kamala Harris.
0: Oh yeah, that is right. She is Kamala Harris. Yeah, that might be That might be where it's from. Then
1: that might be it. But All right, but she's well, not the main subject. She's a, Let, let's she, uh, let's uh. <laughs> she just happens to be in both movies, not the protagonist of either.
0: No, and both of her roles though are hilarious. I, I fucking love her in in both of these movies.
1: Yeah, she's surprisingly violent in both of them. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Oh my god, man.
0: Oh shit there there's one scene in Mitchell vs the Machines that you have to remind me to talk about when we get to that film because the 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 ending the ending scene with her when she, when she appears in the sun I'll say ah oh, lovely moment but uh Luca Luca we're talking Luca directed by Enrico Casarosa uh written by Jesse A. Andrews and Mike Jones Mike Jones helped with Soul he helped write he was one of the three or four writers that wrote soul so he's pixar's going back with or going to him for their next film i can't remember was soul pixar or was it just disney
1: uh i think it was pixar i think that was the last Pixar, Pixar. and that was just last year
0: yeah so this is so lucas their next their next film which when when disney dropped pretty much every other film that they've done on disney plus you've had to pay thirty dollars for Right, we didn't have to pay that for Luca.
1: No, we didn't.
0: And I'm wondering, was it just because it was a Pixar film? Like, what what was that about? Like, well,
1: I thought we had to play. I thought we had to pay for Soul. Did we not? Yeah,
0: I thought we did too. So that's that's why I was that's
1: why I was curious. Did it go to theaters?
0: Luca, I believe. Yeah. I believe so. Maybe it's only in theaters in the areas where the streaming service isn't available. Ah, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. But it just it seemed like a very weird thing when I got to it because I was like, wait, I, for for a second there, I thought you and uh, you and your wife had probably paid for it. But I was like, no, I would have gotten an email notification about it still. So, yeah, it was weird. I, I don't know why they didn't they didn't it's, have you pay for
1: it. It says it's OK. It won't. It, it, the short answer was it won't be in theaters though if you live in Los Angeles Luca will have a limited week long run at the, at huh. Disney's El Capitan
0: Theater. So that's weird. I like I wonder why that is. Is Disney not oh, yeah. afraid to cuz let, let's be honest, this film has a very it, it's not really a, a very focused on but it does have a good paralleling message for L, the LGBTQ community right so i'm wondering if it's just disney still trying to hide that they have you know that they're willing to touch that message you know it's <laughs> they they don't want to focus on it at all they never
1: maybe they didn't think that this movie would like it's basically a mermaid movie right right it's got the all it's got all the tropes in there but it's willing to play with them i think well enough to make its own thing and they Mm -hmm. call themselves because of what the humans call them they call themselves sea monsters but maybe they thought that that very familiar storyline wouldn't do so well in theaters maybe and maybe also you know how they got all these different sub production companies within disney like they got the main animated studios and then they have all the other sub ones right maybe they're doing the same thing with pixar maybe this is like a secondary project For Pixar,
0: maybe it's it's the reason why. uh, As we're doing our Disney playlist, I just discovered that we're not gonna get to a Goofy movie for some (sighs) reason. I always thought a Goofy movie was a Disney animated film. It's one of their sub subsidiary, like smaller company things. So it's not gonna be part of our Disney playlist.
1: Some of that shit in after we're eighty two. Yeah,
0: we will. We we will. It just it, it pissed me off because I was looking down the line and I was like. You fucking kidding me? I'm not gonna. That's not part of the playlist. We'll have to shoehorn that yeah. in somewhere. That many awesome?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't.
0: I don't really have an answer for why they did this with Luca, where they just kind of like dumped it on Disney uh, Plus. I mean, I'm not h- upset that I didn't have to pay for it. I'm really happy I got to watch this film for free. Yeah. Sure. And it it was a, it was it was a lot of fun and very entertaining. Part of what makes it entertaining. Let's start picking it apart. Is the voice acting? Luca is played by Jacob Tremblay who I, I've known him for Dr. Sleep and Room with uh, Captain Marvel. What's her name? Brie Larson.
1: Oh, oh my God. That's that yeah. kid?
0: Yeah, Fuck. it's that kid.
1: Oh, he is so good in Room. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. He's like <laughs> Benny Watts from Queen's Gambit, though. It's like the, he's not aging. He looks the exact same as when I saw him in Room as yeah. when I saw him in Dr. Sleep, that, and it's been years how
1: now. How long ago was that, though? Was it Was it more than five years R- ago?
0: Room was probably, I would say, like five or six years ago.
1: But, it, you know, it takes like a year and a half typically for a right. film. So, yeah, he does, though, he does look like a teenager in his IMBD picture. I'll say that's
0: that. fair. But he plays Luca. Luca is a young boy. Uh, he is the, uh, well, young C boy he's a sea creature he is the son of i don't have i don't think i know if i have their names written down but he his father is voiced by jim gaffigan and his mother as we mentioned is maya rudolph
1: maya is daniela and jim is lorenzo which thank you like i i didn't recognize that as jim either right <laughs> it's good and voice like, acting. i knew i recognized the voice but it just fit that character so well. Both of them. <laughs> right. Really, like, all of the characters really fit their, their animation really well.
0: Yeah. And see, again, when you when you do voice acting, quite often you're not in the room with the other actors. You'll do, like, a table read together. You'll get an idea of what you're doing. And then you'll just be in a studio by yourself. Sometimes, right. I'm sure, they will do it together if they need to get a certain kind of emotion across. But from what I've heard... It's often alone in a in a studio. That's that's typically what I've what I've read about. So it, it's amazing the kind of chemistry that you know they can pull off as a couple because Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan are just they just work as a couple they it really is do. so funny and a lot of the antics that they get up to when they when they go onto to land because uh, there's a scene or there's a segment of the film that takes place mostly on dry land in the italian riviera and the antics that the parents get up to when they're on dry land is fucking hilarious yes. like yeah. so many good moments
1: <laughs> so uh w- maybe maybe i should uh do you want to summarize this one or the the other one
0: well that's what i was doing Oh, you're doing. It. You're doing it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just doing it. At, I'm just doing it while cast listing too. Yes, right. But yeah, uh, Luca is about to be sent off to. I, I don't remember why. Like, just to, to. I guess to be a better sea creature.
1: Yes, because he went to the surface and he wasn't allowed. To.
0: And that's that's taboo. They don't want him to do that. So to learn or to grow as a sea creature, they're going to send him off to the depths with his uncle, voiced by Sasha Baron Cohen. And <laughs> I love that character, <laughs> that too. He's, he's like so
1: good, man.
0: He's, like, transparent because he's, like, a deep sea fish. You know, so he doesn't see light. <laughs> he's got
1: one of those angler bulb things. Uh, it's so funny.
0: But to escape that, because Luca doesn't want to escape, the reason he went to the surface was because he met another sea creature who is uh, mostly a loner, another young boy named... Alberto, Alberto, voiced by Jack Dylan Grazer, who is Eddie Kazbrack from It. I know that's something that we've at least both seen
1: him in. We have, but <laughs> 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 uh, I'm trying to remember. But I don't know. They both Eddie Casbrack, the job. asthmatic. Okay. Okay. Yes. The, 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 he was a bit of a hypochondriac too. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is a completely different character. Like absolutely, absolutely the opposite. Of
0: that character. Oh yeah, yeah. Alberto is a very active and he has to explore, you know, he he's he's very restless. Uh he he's alone, he finds a friend in Luca, and he pushes Luca out of his comfort zone to go and explore the Italian Riviera. Yeah. And it's it's one of those wonderful films where it's like, you know, a summer I want to say a summer romance, but it's not a romance, but it's a summer friendship like it. blooms. It, it feels like it. It's kind of like a Call Me By Your Name kind of
1: Yeah.
0: has that kind of a, a romantic feel to it. But it's it, – you know, they're just young boys, but it's a friendship that blooms over the summer as they explore the the Italian Riviera. And it's it's so much fun. Like, it's it's a really good concept. Like, as you said, it's a mermaid film, so it's – you know, you get what you expect from, a, you, from yeah, those kind you, of stories. You
1: can call the beats, but there's really good yeah. stuff that happens, really good characters – so you know they meet Julia and her father. Right. And uh, they're they're just wonderful people and they kind of just take them in thinking that they're just they're human boys. Cuz they
0: look they look when they're when they're out of water, sorry we didn't mention that, when they're out of water they look like humans when they dry themselves off at least. Right. But the moment water hits them they revert back to their sea creature form which causes some hilarious yes. uh, comedic moments.
1: Of course, <laughs> of course. Any, I feel like Pixar is really good at developing those and making it feel like a real part of the world, but it definitely, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a high concept like that and it's a, a kid's family movie or a comedy, you have to play with it. I mean, yeah. if you don't, your audience are going to be like, why didn't they do anything with this?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly uh, so it, i think they and do definitely a good explore job. it really well
1: they do they do i think they do a good job with it but it's also kind of like uh, you know uh, at some at certain points it's like yeah of course they're gonna do that they, like you you can call yeah. some, of the, some of the punch lines with it but it's still fun right and really beautiful i mean god the the, the animation, animation yeah. it, for the transitions is really good but also mm. just the sea creatures themselves, like the iridescence they play with and the, the folding mm. of the, uh, I don't know what you would call those type of fins that the are soft looking, yeah. uh, that feel yeah. like seaweed almost. Both the mother character and the, and, and Luca have these like purplish pink ones that make this nice looking hair and then when they come up you know they all look like italian people
0: yeah that's another thing is just how they how their human forms compared to their sea creature forms look it it works
1: jim gaffigan's character's mustache is just the same though (laughs) oh man
0: it's so funny though it it, it works so well i I don't want to explain the antic i I definitely recommend you seeing this so i don't i don't want to like get give jokes away right but yeah they have so many good moments and it's a fun exploration of friendship and then that you get you get what's the young girl's name what'd you call her julia julia
1: julia it's it's spelled with a G U G I U.
0: yeah because it's italian
1: yeah
0: <laughs> and uh <laughs> and <laughs> she's <laughs> voiced
1: by emma Berman.
0: thank you and who's yeah. her father voiced by
1: uh marco barrasili uh, it's it's but a receiving. double R and a double L, and I don't know what the rules are for Italian.
0: I don't. I don't think the. I think the L's are still pronounced as L's, and
1: yeah.
0: I took both Spanish and Italian, so everything is jumbled together for yeah, me.
1: I took French and German as well so, as Spanish. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's all fucked
0: up. Yeah, so many, so many similarities that it's so very <laughs> easy to forget which one, which one is which when you study them at the same
1: time. These goddamn Romans. Why do they have to spread everywhere and they just fall apart <laughs> <laughs>
0: those silly fools uh, but but no luca it, it kind of felt like a a Pixar short that they just kept extending more to mm-hmm. and but that's not a that's not a flaw because it it kind of just kept it active you know i kept right. kept me interested because it kind of. You know, it would take a new turn, and now you know, just be like, okay, so this is a new, this is a new element. Where are we going with this? You know, they introduce they introduce the race, and it's like, oh, okay, this race is going to be a thing now. And then they introduce the the sea monster scare with everything, and that complicates everything. And it's like, oh, okay, this is this is fun. You know, there's there's it just keeps going. You know, it's it's nothing really new. And again, you can you can guess the story beats, but
1: they they did a very good job of transitioning from the underwater world to the surface because Luca and Alberto have like maybe a week and a half where they're just hanging out on the surface trying trying to make a Vespa together I'll leave it at that. Right. It's this really nice boyhood bromance, I guess is what I'll call it. But I mean, yeah. Alberto has some, I think, stronger feelings than Luca does. I mean, we could talk a little bit more about that if you want to, but I wish they honestly would have gone, <laughs> just went for it. Because even yeah. with Luca being into Julia, like, I think that could have made a good story. I mean, kids are going to yeah. experience that. So why shouldn't their, their, their films? represent it yeah i agree wholeheartedly i don't remember what i was talking about when i started saying that oh the the (laughs) at the tower where they just kind of learn how to be friends how luca learns how to be on the surface like he had (laughs) he had to learn that he could breathe and shit like that
0: how to walk and all that fun stuff yes
1: exactly and oh and the way that alberto describes walking is how I was described it in my movement for the actor class. Nice. I can't quite remember exactly what Alberto says, but he tells...
0: Something along the lines of like, take a step and then catch yourself before you fall. Yes, Something exactly.
1: Like and and what I was told is that, fall, that walking is the act of falling, but you catch yourself and then you just keep on falling. Nice.
0: I like that. There's a lot of there's a lot of good messages throughout Luca, yeah, like uh sure. just the, the silencio bruno.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot.
0: That's a repetitive thing throughout where Alberto to get Luca to to overcome some of his fears and to join him and the adventure he's about to have, you know, he's like, You have to quiet those thoughts in your mind, the thoughts that are telling you you can't do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, So when you're afraid about it, you just, you know, you tell them silent you know, silencio bruno and Luca just like – it's just – there's so many great moments with that. There, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of those throughout the whole film, a lot of great little messages. And uh, the the Sea Monsters themselves, the director, Enrico Casarosa, he said this is a it, – it's a film basically about his childhood exploring the Italian Riviera where he grew up. You know, he, he basically just made that into a film. And the the Sea Monsters is an allegory for just being different from not for, you know for not fitting in with society that's that was the the whole point of it and you know that it fits really well with the lgbt community because that's what you know they 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 have uh they have identified with the message of this film because it's it's very much like you know trying to act completely normal you know so that society will accept you even though that's yeah. not you know normal is not at all the right word that I was looking for, but you know, it's like trying to uh, act.
1: You, you wear a mask. I I think I I know what you're trying to
0: say. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're acting like you're not who you are at heart. Yes. I don't, I don't like how the message is really handled at the end. It kind of, I don't know. It seems a little, we talk uh, about it.
1: I I get where you're coming from. I, I kind of had that feeling a little bit too, but I justified it in my brain because they just, I feel like what's obvious with these kind of movies is that it gets out. If there if there yeah. is a cat in a bag, it will come out of the bag.
0: There's there's a sea creature reveal. Exactly. And you think and you think, oh no, what are the villagers going to do in this moment? Right. And and I I like how you look at it. I don't I don't know if we should spoil it. I like I do like how you look at that how you look right. at that situation but that all comes about because one big character one big male character steps up and says this is fine and i was just like all right
1: (laughs) i don't know i think you're kind of inferring that it is because of his physical stature massimo's physical stature but i think it's because massimo is a well respected member of the community.
0: The moment he steps forward, there are two characters with spears who go, ah, whatever, and they toss their spears down and walk away. And that definitely felt more of a not, we respect you, Massimo, just uh you're gonna kick our ass. We definitely don't want to fight you, Massimo.
1: I do think though, that it is important to note that the people of the village I don't know. I I, I don't want to spoil it. Fucker.
0: yeah yeah that's the problem i don't it's hard to talk about and not spoil but and i don't know how much of this i'm going to have to edit out so this might be very choppy people i'm sorry because i don't i don't i don't want to spoil the 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 overall story because i think it's really great to watch yeah for sure but but I, i i don't know i think i think this is a good kid good movie for kids i think they'll really enjoy it uh it's very kind of moving into closing statements if you're ready for that
1: yeah no yeah i think so
0: yeah, beautiful animation. The gimmicks are, are quite enjoyable. Uh there's so many like great comedic moments and how they play with that with the animation is great. Yeah. Um I love the friendship with Luca and Alberto. I love the messages in this film. You know, all around three and a half stars. Like, great job Enrico Casarosa. This is a great directorial debut. Like Yeah. yeah. A lot of fun.
1: I uh yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I am tempted to give it a face and a half. Maybe Maybe I will. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I just felt like it, there's there's a very warm feeling you get from it. And uh, it's not just Alberto and Luca's friendship that's so great. It's it's also Luca's and Julia's relationship. And even yeah. Massimo and Alberto's relationship. It's just uh, everyone's connection in the story is so yeah awesome honestly i wish there was a little bit more with the grandma character because she seemed like a lot of fun and uh she kind of is the one who gets luca intrigued with the surface Mm -hmm. so i kind of wish there was more to her instead of the one-liner they have at the end of the movie
0: they don't really do anything with her she's just kind of there for a comedic comedic one-liner isn't she yeah Cause I, I, when you when you mentioned the grandma character i was like there's a grandma
1: character and i had to search <laughs> i had to
0: search deep for that one i was like oh god i watched this yesterday I, was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do think i'm gonna give it a face and a half it's just so enjoyable to me i mean, it's it's not even like a brand new story or anything but i it really resonated with me and i watch it again so yeah that's that's my review of it
0: Let's move on to uh, Netflix's "Not Gravity Falls: The Mitchells vs. <laughs> the Machines."
1: Now, I knew I recognized the animation style, but like it's more 3D than Gravity Falls.
0: Yeah, yeah, I really, I really love the animation of the Mitchells and the Machines too. Like, if I had to choose between these movies just for their animation, it'd be a very hard choice. But I, I would know. probably choose the Mitchells versus the Machines because of I feel like their 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 use of the animation is. Much more comedic at times yeah. and oh, yeah.
1: the explosiveness. It's like an homage <laughs> to to YouTube, really. Yeah. It, yeah, it finds. really is.
0: Uh, again, it's Mike Rianda, it's his directorial debut. And he voiced the son, I believe.
1: Aaron, yes. He apparently does the Furbies as well. Oh yeah, there's Furbies in this to spoil that. Oops.
0: Oh dude. Yeah, yeah, but like <laughs> That's a good thing to spoil, just so you know. If, if you ever were afraid of a Furby, this movie might, uh, might touch a, a very specific you, fear yes. of yours. <laughs> complete aside here, going complete tangent. I realize I've been leaving out Jeff Rowe. Uh, he was another uh, writer and director on this film. Uh, he oh. also helped with Gravity Falls, I believe. But Mike Miranda was a voice in this. <clears throat> and he, he technically has the sole directing credit, but uh, Jeff Rowe, I think
1: helped co-direct it it puts co-director besides jeff (laughs) rowe yeah but i
0: don't i don't think he technically has the directing credit they have a they have a weird way of how films are credited as who's the director like the coen brothers are they always switch off who directed it technically because they're not allowed to have multiple directors i guess because of some weird rule
1: in the you're not it's apparently dumb. that's how it is in theater, too. I don't know at least that's what one of our teachers kept on telling people who were co-directing projects. It's like, okay, um, yeah. but you know theater's collaboration, so I don't see what the big deal is,
0: right It's weird but uh the 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 plot of the Mitchell's versus the machines did you yeah did you want to tick her away?
1: I will go for it so. Katie, played by Abby Jacobson. She also plays Dog Cop in the movie. Um, (laughs) She is an aspiring filmmaker, and she wants to go to school in California, which will take her away from her family. Her father, Rick, played by Danny McBride, which I did not not recognize that as I was watching it.
0: Oh, man. So, so good. Like, slightly out of character for him, because, like, you know, very serious comedy- as opposed to like his more right. adult humor it is definitely comedy.
1: dad comedy that's what yeah what he gives oh, he yeah,
0: he, yeah, was he was great did. though in the role oh so yeah good I, loved in the role.
1: It. I love rick uh rick is uh he loves being outdoors but he's he's a goofball at heart but he doesn't necessarily believe in kate's dream it's not that he doesn't believe in her he just he doesn't think her dream is viable and it it really hurts Kate, and that's really the crux of the the family drama in this film. Uh, but we also have Linda, who we mentioned is played by Maya Rudolph, and his her brother Aaron, rather played by Mike Randa
0: who both have their just like adorable personalities also yes yes great.
1: Um, she, <laughs> the mom I, the mom gives out gold stars
0: and yes, i loved it so much she does, oh she gives it's so out good gold
1: stars and uh, honestly it's a really cute role that maya portrays in this i think i like this yeah. i think i like linda more than i like what was her name daniela I think it was.
0: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And I also she, like the dad character in this more than I like Jim Gaffigan's yes, dad. Even I though I really too. like Jim Gaffigan. Well, they're
1: more characters. They, they, so they, yeah, the yeah. parents and Luca are definitely side characters. They're just... They're, their only objective is to search for their kids, and there's some antics with it. These people are stuck mm-hmm. in this situation with their kids. So they decide road trip to take Katie to school, which devastates and her, and they're having some marvelous misadventures with that, and it's it's hilarious. Uh, that's yeah. kind of the first act. Oh, meanwhile, you have, I believe, Mark is. It uh, doesn't give a last name for Mark, but he he runs Pal, and he has built this
0: AI. But who voices Mark? That's the
1: big thing. Who oh, voices it's, Mark? It's Eric Andre my apologies eric andre and uh he i would really I love like eric Mark andre mark is like a really interesting like so he's he so he's <laughs> i mean he's basically like you know all the the tech heads you know the 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 famous big voices right that we've had in the last 15 years or whatever all rolled into what? one except for he seems a little bit more like a uh, human cent- like a well-centered person than some of those people uh but anyway a he decent crea- human being yes a decent human being exactly <laughs> so he creates pal played by olivia coleman yes <laughs> oscar
0: not oscar winning i believe yes
1: yeah i think so and she is an ai in a phone he then creates the upgrade which are these personal servants palbots pal max pal max robots excuse me which they most of them are played by beck bennett um, <laughs> <laughs> who I, i'm not he
0: does a great job too
1: yeah and, and i i think i guess frank armison plays one of the two main pal max nice. robots as well the uh deborah brought 5000 i think he like they the bit was like i they were trying to be human and he's like i am eric
0: it, but is that is that one beck bennett though
1: yes yes eric? yes okay
0: because i was i was wondering if it was fred Armisen's other part yeah his comedy partner from portlandia because oh, yeah. i can't remember her name i
1: can't remember her name either but she does in some of those skits in portlandia she does play a yeah. pretty good man
0: <laughs> yeah th- those two robots eric and all right uh,
1: deborah bot <laughs>
0: yeah i fucking loved them they were yeah, so
1: good they were good
0: it's so many great moments <laughs> yeah,
1: they're kind of like the the c3po and r2d2 of this this story definitely more more comical which i mean i you, you know i i love the dry humor it, between the yeah. droids and star wars but the, this is pretty hilarious
0: this is great stuff
1: Eventually, the uh, Palbots, the the Pal Max robots, rather, decide to take over the world, and they start gathering up all the humans, and somehow, the Mitchells keep on escaping them by trying to pretend like they're a functional family. That's that's the bit. And that is, I think, a summary of the show. I went really high detail at first, and then I pulled back, and I was like, well, so we could just talk about it. it-? <laughs> now we could just talk it.
0: That's about. fair. Yeah, and it, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy the it it, you know it's your it's your typical like dysfunctional family dynamic like there's there's no real there's nothing really new to this movie you know it is very much a dysfunctional family surviving this like fun little apocalyptic world but it's this dysfunctional family is a lot of fun to watch (laughs) really
1: fun yeah (laughs) it's
0: such a good such a good chemistry amongst all of them
1: rick is both relatable And also he represents a lot of people's dads too. Like the the, in the ways that he fucks up. Like, you know, he he fucks up a lot, but he is a very relatable (laughs) character all the same.
0: But when he yeah, when he fucks up, he fucks up in the intention of doing good. Yes. You know, it's it's always like, I'm trying to resolve the situation, but I'm just sticking my foot in my mouth kind of way.
1: Yeah, exactly. And for Katie it's always him smashing on her dreams. That's it's pretty yeah. much what it comes down to, almost every single time.
0: Well, I mean, because we're 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 older individuals, and when we watch those ridiculously weird, uh, more geared towards the youth videos that are just absolutely ludicrous, make no sense, and yet the kids are laughing <laughs> at it, and we're like, "What the fuck is this shit? And why is it funny? This you is- know, it's that that's." That's the like the product that she's putting forth. And you know, he he will watch that and he's just like, That's not gonna go anywhere. He's like, I know what is pleasing to my generation of, <laughs> yes, of people right. and this yeah. is not it. This is the, gonna fail. You know, that's the how he views internet
1: it. Internet changed art so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, it did. It really did. <laughs> um, and this movie
1: is proof of that. So it's almost like the Scott Pilgrim movie in, in a yeah. way that things just pop up and it's really i feel like kate's imagination because she always puts in a lot of uh effects but like cut out effects in her in her movies uh that she yeah. puts on the internet and most of them are dog cop and, and they're great oh their dog what's their dog's name mochi oh it's not mochi no, It's not mochi, but it's
0: it's very close to mochi because that's what it comes to my mind too machi something like it's machi, machi, something like that. I think it's machi. Yeah.
1: He's this, he's supposed to be a pug, but they're not sure.
0: Kind of, <laughs> kind of looks like a, you know, a loaf of bread or yeah. uh, Or maybe a pig. <laughs> what was the other one? A uh, burrito <laughs> or a pig. It yeah. was <laughs> pig, that's right. Oh my God. That shit's Fuck. good. It's good shit. Yeah. But, uh, the. I'm gonna say both of these films, and then delete the one that's wrong, or I'll just keep all of it in and look like an idiot. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. But the 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 people who produced this, I can't remember their names. It's like Phil Lord and Chris McKay. Uh, they're the Spider-Man into the Spider Verse people.
1: Oh. Or
0: or they are also the uh, the Lego movie people. I can't remember. They could be both or different. And. Uh, I'll just I'll just keep it all in look the fool it's okay. fine. <laughs> but yeah, you definitely you definitely I I know it is. I know they're the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse people. They right. just might have also done the Lego Batman, I can't remember. Uh, their their names sound familiar to that. But the you definitely get that Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse like art feel. It definitely right. seems like a little bit of that came over to this and mixed right. with the the Gravity Falls guy.
1: Yeah, it uh, almost kind of looks huh. like. I felt like it had the hands of the same people who did Aliens versus Monsters, as well, but like it was definitely different, more appealing than that art style. Uh, it sounds like you didn't see that one, so. But they did. Yeah. They also did Megamind and those movies. It's fine, whatever. I watched a lot of kids' movies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Megamind sounds familiar because it's the it's the blue guy with the big brain, right? Yeah, it,
1: it's uh, Will Ferrell.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's probably why I didn't watch it was because it was Will Ferrell.
1: Well, okay, it's one of the Will Ferrell movies that I think is acceptable, and it's not even like a super <laughs> great movie, but it's it's it is funny. He is funny in it. Uh,
0: I'll, funny. well, I'll definitely give it a try. We could definitely uh, definitely watch it sometime or. You all out there could uh, could recommend it for us. You sure could. If you, uh, if you sign up for our Patreon, if you, if you are so obliged to join, you, you can do so.
1: It's patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. But there's great merch opportunities, and you can vote and suggest, depending on uh, what tier yeah. you decide to go with, if you decide to do so at all. Other great ways to support the show, I'm gonna tell you after the episode's over, is to go to Apple Podcasts and write a review and rate us, because yeah, that really helps people see the show, and and you know we we do this for free because we think it's fun and we like to, but we also want people to listen to it. So if you agree, you want people to listen to it, that will really help us.
0: Yeah. And especially give us a uh, give us some good good constructive criticism feedback. You know, help oh, us yeah. help us improve the show. Help us make it better yeah. for you.
1: Should I use less fucking coarse language? Let me know. I could take that criticism. I I mean, I think it's bullshit.
0: <laughs> but. <laughs> but back to Mitchell's versus the machines. Yes. <laughs> uh, Thank you for that,
1: <laughs> that uh, tangent.
0: Yeah, I saw I saw a segue and I took it. There you go. Yeah, if you ever see it, if you ever see a Segway on the sidewalk, you gotta take you it. You gotta take um,
1: it. <laughs> that's that is <laughs> that is why they named it that.
0: Exactly, that's what they wanted you to do. But uh, we're heading we're heading back to the machines. Is there more that you wanted to talk about with uh, with oh, the Mitchells?
1: I'm trying to think. Of, okay, so we we I think we just talked about how fun it was. It is a shit ton of fun. I mean, I I mm. like so I feel like. The way that they kind of crop in real life images sometimes and it's real flashy like that. if you don't like yeah. the the trends on YouTubes, you might not like this movie, but yeah, it I think the way they do it is hilarious. It's not just oh God, to yeah. punch gut you with a laugh. it's to, it's it's all part of Katie's style, which is it's cool exactly this movie it's like. This shit happens to Katie, but it also is like a movie that she would have made. So her imagination just kind of runs with her, and it bleeds through to the audience. And I love it. I think it's great.
0: I agree wholeheartedly with that. It was it was so enjoyable to watch Katie's uh, personality just like come through this movie, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it it definitely does. It definitely tears through like every like it, however this film is told. You definitely always feel her her presence in the telling right. of the story, so it definitely feels like she's just retelling it through her own film. It's it's a lot of fun, kind of like how you know Luca is uh, is that director's you know telling of his childhood. Right. It, it seems like this is like you know how Mike Randa and Jeff Rowe might have enjoyed telling telling their stories as kids.
1: They do show at the end, a picture of Mike's family, and it says, mm. the real Mitchells. And then, like, I think it erases nice. <laughs> that and puts his name.
0: I might have I might have clicked off right when the credits started rolling.
1: <laughs> I kind of wanted to see what the pictures did, but it was mostly just pictures of the cast, so it wasn't really adding too much to the story, except for, it was just kid pictures of the cast members, yeah. which is a fun thing. But there was yeah. one more thing that I kind I would almost say, had a problem with. And mm. so... This isn't, nah, I don't, so it's a Netflix movie, so yeah, this is, this is a Netflix problem, I would say. So they put this under their Representation Matters collection, so at the very end of the movie, it is revealed that Katie has a girlfriend, and Linda wants to meet her, and that's, that's nice. That's all well and good, except for... This movie really had nothing to do with that. I don't it just seemed like it was shoehorned on there.
0: I think that's the nice thing about it. That's that's where it matters is that the father he accepts who she is. He doesn't question anything. What he questions is how she wants to go about her future right. in regards to career-wise. But I think that's why it's under the representation matters is because it is a good strong message for LGBTQ parents like just accept your kids like they know who right. they are better than what you think they do and that's I think that's the message that was in the film and why it's included in that area is because it's it's a good message in that regard it just it just let it be right. like <laughs> it didn't go into it at all it didn't make it a focal point
1: I like that they came out and like said it it's not hidden under anything it just really right. didn't seem like it was a part of the story it it doesn't mm. it doesn't feel like this story uh, i i it just seemed like retroactive and uh, just like an add on so gotcha. for, but knowing that her character is gay maybe going through and watching it again I could appreciate the, the, Hey, accept your kids message a little bit more, mm. which, you know, that definitely is the message of the movie, uh, is right. like, Hey, you know, just have your kids back, see what you can do to help them achieve their dream. You know, yeah. I think that's a good message.
0: That was like one of the beauties of this, uh, the family chemistry was like, they all kind of accepted who their individual, like, uh. Family member was they're just like yep that is exactly who my dad is and I love him for that he makes a lot of mistakes like you could tell this right. family really loved each other <laughs> but right. but there's just you know they they still just like we're at each other's throats all the time sometimes uh, I say all the time sometimes what the fuck all the time, they're at <laughs> each other's throats sometimes <laughs> but it, it's it's very funny that you know they they accept each other as who they are
1: yeah
0: and they they know precisely you know what they want from that person uh what they what they what they need to improve upon and it's 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 just really, I, I don't know i just really enjoyed this one this one touched it's me much more than
1: warm movie and you know and it, it, it's warmness that comes from dysfunction that you can recognize in your own family and mm-hmm. uh that yeah it, family is definitely a big big part of the message here and i think maybe i'm moving into closing statements if that's okay that's fine so this movie's got a big hey uh your family is your family so try to make it right with them vibe to it and i feel like you know it's 2021 we've had some uh rough times particularly in this country but around the globe uh, everybody everybody's hurting uh and you know that stress is a strain on people's relationships with their loved ones and you know if you are looking back and being like and you've maybe cut yourself off from some of your ties but you're looking back with fondness at some of the things that you used to have with those people maybe it's worth going in there and trying to fix it you know uh Maybe you don't have to agree on everything. Uh, but you know, also though, sometimes you got to stand your ground on the things that you're uncomfortable about those people, you know. So, yeah, I don't necessarily know that I am going to say, Hey, 100% go back, bring those people back into your lives because maybe you need to examine why you, you know, cut those ties, but maybe it's worth. The work, also yeah, if you love that person, and I think we could do with more with a similar message.
0: Oh, uh, what did you what? What face would oh, you give it?
1: I will give it a uh, a full face. I kind of want to give it a face and a half as well. They both really just were a lot of fun for me, but I I feel like <sighs> I don't know what it is necessarily uh, about I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't give it a face and a half. Besides. That I I think the the comical part of this movie probably outweighed the dramatic part of it for me. Uh, really, where I felt like it was more balanced in Luca, even though the drama part of yeah. this is pretty good. But uh, yeah, and, and there is story elements in Luca that I wanted to have more of. Uh, and this movie, honestly, at the end, everything was touched on. It was well, well closed up. Uh, so you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna give it a face and a half. I don't know why I, I enjoy <laughs> nice. it. I don't know why I'm resident to give that, that rating. Um, yeah, I'm just, I just feel like I'll go back and rewatch Luca and still have the same feeling, but maybe those punchy jokes won't be as funny when I yeah. rewatch Mitchell's versus the Machines, but maybe. Maybe it will be just as fun and impactful when I come back to it.
0: Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I, I really I really enjoy it. I give it three and a half stars. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, 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 I really enjoyed the humor of it. I thought it was so funny. Uh, Kate is... Kate or Katie? Katie? Katie.
1: I think they call her Kate sometimes.
0: Kate. Probably whatever. Rick. Uh, but she is such <clears throat> a good character. I I was so in love oh, yeah. with her. She's so funny. And... Yeah, you know, her relationship with her dad. See, that's, I don't know, that's the thing is like a, a parental relationship or like a family bond like that always gonna get me. And, right. uh, I agree that the, the, the humor and the emotion was more balanced in Luca, but I think the imbalance of it in this movie oh, is yeah. what made me cry more because <laughs> I didn't actually cry in Luca, but oh, I yeah. cried in Mitchell's and the Machines. There were, there was like, there was a good solid couple moments in the Mitchell's versus the Machines where it was like, oh God, that hits me, but not like a, I'm crying I, because it's really sad. It's more of just like a very joyful moment where I'm just like, yes, you know. I will
1: say in the third act when her dad hears what she said, uh, yeah, that that did really get me. I probably did rock me a bit more than anything. Yeah, Luca.
0: Yeah, I, 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 that I, that I, it definitely hit me hard. I was just like, because I because I expected it. I knew it was coming, but still, it was just like, oh, yeah, you know, like yeah. that's that's a painful moment.
1: Uh, it it was really uh that the animation of rick and uh i guess danny mcbride along with that that really really stuck at home the animation is is just great and really in both films Yeah.
0: yeah they do they do a great job and uh so yeah i give i give them both three and a half stars uh but uh, you know another thing I you know I get where you're coming from with uh, Netflix putting on the the representation but I just I really like having an openly gay character that that the story doesn't feel like it has to focus on it's just that's another totally aspect fair. of their character you know that's that's what I really liked about it
1: but I I feel you like know, it's, if it's going to be if you're going to do that have her be an openly gay character why didn't we get to know from the start it almost feels like it was hiding it
0: it could have been in the in the animation though there could be like background things like you could see a photos of like maybe like a prom date photo or something like Man. it might have already been in there that uh you know it's established her character in the background right. as uh being part of the community but
1: i didn't necessarily know ahead of time which character mm. was going to be represented but I did know that it was a part of Netflix's collection, so I was looking for it. And gotcha. maybe it was because I was looking for it that it felt like, oh, okay, that was what you were, that's how you're representing the community is just gotcha. by shoehorning it in. That's what it felt like to me, I think. But, uh, there oh, okay. was this point where she was talking about Paige, I believe the character's name was Jade. Jade is the character's name. Jade, uh, a, yeah. a girl that she was interested in meeting, uh, when she got to school, and and yeah. I, so there were hints to it. It just it wasn't open about it until the end, and uh, you know I just thought I don't know. I guess yeah. I, I was looking for more representation than that.
0: I mean that's totally fair. I, I just I don't know. There's something about just. The fact that the story is like, we're not going to focus on it. That's just going to be an aspect of her character. The focus of the story is on her bond with her father. Because it just seems like whenever somebody includes that in their story, includes a a homosexual character, they they feel like they have to like really make that a pivotal point of the story. And it's like, it doesn't have to be. It's just an aspect of who they are. You're right. Yeah.
1: I agree with that as well.
0: Uh, I guess to to bring it all to a close, who wins the stay or go? Is it Netflix? Is it Disney Plus? Really
1: hard. Uh, <laughs> this one's honestly pretty hard. I think you have a stronger really opinion is. than I do.
0: Yeah, it, it really is hard for me. I went, I finished Luca, and you know, again with Mitchells versus the Machines, that slipped under my radar. I didn't know anything about it until right. you mentioned it. You're like, hey, there's this movie on Netflix I want to watch. And I was like, "Okay, tell me what it's about." You told me. I'm like, "That doesn't seem like it's up my alley." I'll still watch it, of course. Um, especially since it's animation, that makes it even more interesting. But like, yeah. you know, I've seen, I've seen National Lampoons, I've seen all these like dysfunctional family movies. They all just kind of feel the same. This one definitely does feel the same, but it's it, it, it's it's a great family. Like yeah. how they how they handle the dysfunctional family is still very entertaining, and it always is. It's just I don't know. It, it's not my cup of tea, but. Yeah it surprised me. I laughed so much more at the Mitchell's versus the machines than I did at Luca. Definitely. And, definitely. and I connected with the story and the message more too. So it's just, even though I still connected a lot with the story and Luca and really enjoyed right. that, that, you know, youthful exploration of a, of a friendship. That was a lot of fun, but I give it to Mitchell's versus the machines. It just, it surprised me. you know, I, I didn't watch any trailers for either of these films. I went in blind for both of them and, i don't know the the mitchell's versus Machines seems like the one i'm more likely to go back to because it just it made me laugh so much more
1: yeah it did make me laugh quite a bit it is very uh relatable and uh (laughs) and just the references with the technology and shit oh god that was so funny yeah (laughs) i don't know like you know, the more we talked about the Mitchells versus the Machines, I think the more my opinion shift sh- has shifted towards that being the winner of the stay or go. Uh, but I really did enjoy Lucas. So it is hard for me to say, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to uh, Mitchells vs. the Machines and uh, call it a night.
0: <laughs> That's it. Sorry, Pixar. Sorry, they're going downhill. They lost. They lost to Sony.
1: They won the last day or go they were in. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, typically, typically it's a safe bet that Disney will win. Yeah. Do
1: you remember what? what it was up against? Do you remember what Soul was up against? Tom and Jerry was it? No, I think it was with Wonder Woman eighty four though. Oh,
0: it might have been with Wonder Woman eighty four. I, I think, it think actually, yeah. I think it was. Yeah,
1: it was Raya. Raya and the Last Dragon was with Tom and Jerry.
0: Right. I mean that's yeah. As as is going to be a long running tradition if we do this for many years. By the end of the year, I will do a top five and a worst five of the of all the new films we've watched.
1: Okay, I like. Uh, that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why I did that last year, but I think I only did the top five. This year, I'll do the worst five also because nice. it'll be fun to revisit. But it's it's saying something that of my top five right now, of the, the 17 or 18 new releases that we've watched this year, three of them are animated films right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always like, been a fan just, of animated films because, I mean, there's no there's no limit. There's no limit to what you can, can do because if you can draw it, it can be done. And then you know you add computer abilities onto that to enhance it. And yeah, exactly.
0: Usually though, when I do my like my favorites of the year, it's like one or two animations in the top ten. Right. And now it's like three in the top five, and it's like I just don't know (laughs) if the live action films we're seeing are just trash or like what's (laughs) happening. Like
1: that's Uh, that's just how my heart is. I could see people having a hard time doing uh, their job like because of just the global pressure right now I I can see art suffering because of trauma and then eventually it'll be good because of that trauma
0: yeah. Well, I mean, also there's probably a lot of uh, regulations when filming in person together. Still, that's like, true too. That's yeah. gotta be that's gotta be real yeah. hard to work around.
1: Chemistry between actors is important, and it's kind of hard to do if you can't be next to them,
0: or or if one of you is constantly in a face mask while they're filming over your shoulder. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's kind of hard to, hard to react off of uh, only
1: the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well. <laughs> Interesting you... world interesting world indeed uh but you know we're hoping we're getting back to normal but i don't know it kind of seems like it's backsliding we'll see uh we love we you see. world
0: i still haven't returned to the theaters after the one film i a uh, quiet place part two right right i'm one wa- i'm wondering i'm wondering when the next movie is i don't remember uh what the next new release we have up not also streamed i've gotten lazy with the streams man it's He's we, making me a lazier lazier film goer.
1: Black Widow is coming out this Friday. So that dates when well, that's we, gonna... when we're recording this anyways. So I think that's probably gonna be coming up here soon that we do that. So
0: Yeah, but that's also on Disney Plus too. It's just we gotta pay thirty dollars for that's it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm willing to do that because I'm not really interested in the Black Widow or Scarlet Johansson. <laughs> I like her enough, but I'm just she's not one of my favorite
1: characters.
0: So I'm just sure, like
1: sure. But dude, okay, they have uh, fuck. What's his name? Uh, the guy from Stranger Things. Hopper's gonna be uh, one of the main characters, and yeah, I'm happy for that. I mean, I really enjoy him in general. I really want. So here's, I know that you guys don't know what my human mask looks like, but it looks very similar to this guy. I'm going to say that. It's very true. It looks very similar to him. God, I wish I remember his name. But anyhow, I always wanted to pitch to Netflix. And so I'm going to pitch it right now to Netflix if you're listening. We did review your movie. So, you know, just listen for just a second. I would like to be on Stranger Things. Just remember, I look a lot like Hopper. I do. So uh, I want to be on Stranger Things. I want to be his... His brother, his his younger brother, from Indianapolis, and because I remember that being where Hopper was from. Nice, and he comes looking for Hopper, and Hopper because he hasn't heard from him for a long time.
0: There you go. If they if they haven't filmed the the fourth or fifth, whatever the last season's going to be, that's it. There's your pitch. You got That's the right. perfect-looking actor right here for your Hopper's younger brother.
1: <laughs> Hopper's younger brother right here.
0: And then I in my natural state can play any number of ungodly beasts.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of weird green critters <laughs> in the under under the up, upside down.
1: Yeah, That's the upside down. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even need he doesn't even need a human mask. He can just Oh. No. Go right in.
0: Just In my my natural state, I can just terrify. It'll be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Pay us money, Netflix. Hell yeah. And you too, Disney.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please and thank you. Oh, Once again, I've been the Faceless Leon. And I am the Green Traveler. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account.